the talk show. Minutes after eight, you're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Naledi Moleo. Three four seven. I want to send in your SMSs. Tomorrow, the 16th of June, we uh, celebrate Youth Day, and and we look back on the events of the day. And that's what I want to do tomorrow evening, just to have accounts of um, some of the events that took place. Quite sad. Um, I've had discussions with young people over the past few weeks in my own personal space and I found that a lot of young people um, don't really understand what happened um, on the 16th of June in 1976. Uh, last week I went to the um, June 16 Memorial Acre in White City in Soweto, just across the street from Morris Isaacson High School. And it's, it was an acre that was launched last year. Um, still hasn't uh, seen as much traffic as, say, the Hector Peterson uh, Memorial Center, but but definitely one that's worth taking a look at. And I think you know, if you if you have young people, regardless of what race they are, get them down there so they are able to see how young people um, younger than they are, the same ages that they are, were able to. To, to really get together and, and fight for something that was so important to them, and that was their education. Um, some young people know the names um, that we all know about, the likes of Hector Peterson, uh, but a lot of young people don't know about um, a, a, a Noel Joan Adrian, sir, perhaps, who, who was 13 years old and shot through the left side of the head. Those are stories that need to be told, and, and each one of these young people teenagers, children that lost their lives on that day made a massive contribution to where we are right now in our lives. And I'm going to actually keep giving out some of those names so that we don't just speak of one person as the face of June 16. All right, 34701 to send in your SMSs. From the heroes of 39 years ago to the heroes of 2015. I'm joined in studio now by Richard Masemula, Executive Director and Co-Founder of Teach South Africa and Michelle Dube, Teach SA Ambassador. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you, Naledi, for bringing us here. We really appreciate the opportunity. I can't wait until you tell everyone about Teach SA. Uh, tell us about what Teach SA is firstly, and then you'll talk to us about how this actually came about. South Africa is actually an NGO that has been found to mobilize young people, mm. graduates in particular in maths and science, English and IT, mm-hmm. to teach in disadvantaged schools, be it townships, be it rural schools, really to fill in the gap mm-hmm. of missing maths and science teachers. Right. So that's the purpose. And how did this, how did this come about? I guess it's a number of reasons. One was responding to the call of government then. Of you would remember 2010. I mean, 2004, South Africa was 10 years old of, in democracy. Mm. And we did a review as a country of how are we performing. Mm. And the findings of Asghisa at the time came about that uh, the, co- the economy is lacking skills. The economy is, is doing well, but is not creating jobs. Yeah the skills mismatch, and our schools became the suspect because mm-hmm. we are not producing good students coming out of metric and taking up university degrees that are more math and science related. Mm. So government challenged the private sector 
to come work together with, with government, and that's how Teach Out of Africa was founded, to respond to that call of skills acceleration. Now, I'm thinking um, the intention is, is there. That's fine. That's great. But to now tell graduates um, that you would like them to spend two years of their life going back into um, the, 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 the previously disadvantaged schools and try to, 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 to give back... That's a feat in itself. How did you manage that? It's not an easy call, yeah. but with planning and, and clear resolution of how you want to move, you, you can appeal to young people, you can mobilize them uh, and get their energies in the right place. And of course, with, with research on what, what other countries are doing across the world, we found that this is doable. You only need to adapt it to your own circumstances mm. and, and, and send a clear message to young people as to how you want to mobilize them into doing good. So how we pitched Teach South Africa came to appeal to young people and we were actually surprised. We surprised ourselves. The, the people who thought it's never going to happen, how do, you, how do you take an engineer in the first place to come and work as a teacher, yeah. it's, it's not even to talk about it. But believe me, five years later, we have put 377 through the schools, sure. and we have retained about 53% of those graduates really? today as teachers working in the system across the country in very depressed rural communities and townships. Wow. Michelle is an example. And, and Michelle, you're ambassador yes. of, of TeachSA. You're, you're an example, as Richard says. Yeah. Now, you see, the, the, one of the great successes of this project is being able to take a young person in, in, and make teaching appealing to them. What, is, what was the magic? What, what made you decide <laughs> that you were going to work with TeachSA? Well, with me, the decision... Um, the decision was internal and external because mm. as a person, firstly, I just, introspection, when we start thinking of teaching as a service and less of a job, that's when it starts becoming more appealing because yeah. I tutored, most varsity students, we get an opportunity to tutor. So when I tutored second year level students and I saw that, no, the problem is not here. The problem is back where I left it, and the only way I could make a change is to go back and make a difference there. And as a person, your success is your own. Mm. But as a teacher, your success is multiplied by the successes of your learners. Right. So it, it, it is inviting in that way, even though there are the negatives which are not really that bad. What are some of the negatives? Well, the negatives, I can say... Um, Amplified by the media, they're not really that bad when you see teachers striking and all of that. It's, you know, it's just exaggerated. But when you go in, it's one I of am the so jobs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the jobs where you do it for the learners, mm. you know. At the end of the day, you wake up for those learners that greet you in the morning and say, Hi, ma'am. Some even call you mom. You know, you just oh. see the glim in those kids' eyes, even though it's very tough, the conditions they come from are very tough. Yeah. I come from the city and I have to take a taxi. I drive past their shacks. I drive, I see the distances they walk. Yeah. But then when I get there in class, you know. Where are you teaching? I teach in Katlehong. Uh -huh. Yeah, at Zonkis is a secondary school. Yeah, it's, it's on the outskirts. It's, it's, 
it's in Gauteng, but it's still a bit rural. Yeah. So, yeah. And and how many in a, in a class that you teach? Yeah, I teach a class of, because I teach GT grade 8 and grade 9. Yeah. So in a class, I'm looking at 50 students. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And we make it work. And you make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, in, the, in the press release that you sent to us, um, trying to, you know, obviously raise awareness around the work that you do, um, one of the things that came up was the fact that the Center for Development and Enterprise, and you mentioned this in the release, um, reported that 70% of teachers in South Africa are 40 years of, old, of age and older. And I'm trying to now imagine a, a 50-year-old teacher dealing with 50 students um, and trying to teach them some of these com- complex, really complex subjects. Um, the energy that comes with a young person like yourself, what is the magic that you are able to then add in that classroom? I think they feel they can relate. Like, for example, I have a creative arts class. I actually go down and do the gumpu dance with them That's when true. I teach the creative <laughs> arts. I, I, you know, I, I jump around, I move around. I can also go down to speaking their language. Yeah. You know, when we talk, you can actually teach certain subjects using the 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 TV they watch the the radio they listen to their favorite songs you can make that into a lesson and you know turn it into the natural science that you're trying to teach yeah. the geography that you're trying to teach yeah. so I think as a young person the innovation I'm still I I have a similar worldview to them you know because I'm still almost the generation gap is not as wide. You know, the, the challenges within um, a lot of South African schools are not just the quality of education, um, it's the resources. One of the other ones that we constantly talk about is violence within our schools. How is it that um, some of the graduates, and you can talk about your own uh, story, have dealt with issues of violence within schools? The issues of violence start from the mindset, the homes that these kids come from. Mm. So as Teach South Africa ambassadors, we, we, we have vowed to be change agents because we've realized that the problem is the mindset. So in our own classes, we do, you know, extended learning opportunities where you get to talk to the children and tell them that we all come from different places. Because yeah. in the class of 50, they think that their problem is big. You know, they think that they're, they're the only ones facing that problem. Yeah. But you make them know that no, you know, we all come from different places, but when we come into school, the minute you enter that school gate, this is a place of safety. Yeah. So whatever's making you angry at home, whatever problems, leave them at the gate and have these eight hours of, you know, of positive energy that you can then take back home. Even though when you get home, it's still that situation that you left, Use but your this. mind is right, different. Right. Use this space to feed your mind, to yeah. feed yourself. There's something you're doing right, Richard, and I don't know what it is, but obviously it involves preparing some of these graduates extensively because you can't just pull them out of a lecture room and stick them into a classroom. There's a lot of work that has to be done before that. I think... Like I've alluded to the fact of preparation earlier on, you need systems in place. You need to know that you don't have much time to do that. And the right thing you need to do is to have a powerful recruitment strategy in place. The training follows. 
uh, it's it's not the training as many people think and mm. as you articulate it. It is who you do you get in front of the lens. So important. So yeah. rigorous recruitment processes are the key in any human resource uh, capabilities. So our recruitment ensures that we get the right fit. You just heard her yeah. that she's been tutoring at university. So how you go out and market what you want to require, you're not just looking for teachers, you're looking for leaders yeah. in these young people to take a bigger course. And that is the course of making it possible for other children. I enjoy working with young people. For, for me, they, ins- they are an inspiration. They inspire oh. me. Uh, they make you get younger all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make you keep thinking big, thinking hard, and ensure that you can unleash their potential. Right. We see it in many ways than one. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a BA honors communications. She oh worked for God. the SABC, but she's in the classroom. What happened? Is the recruitment? Is the appeal? Is the pitch? It's how you position the brand, yeah. and the course must be clear and not confusing. Right. That it's not about a job. It's not just about it's teaching, but it's about leadership. It's about leading. You know, when you say that it's not about the training, it's about the recruitment process. It's mm-hmm. about identifying the right kind of graduate to exactly. go into the school. It's so important. And I, I wonder if you, you know, if you have a bit of criticism or things that you think we should be doing differently within the education system. Um, because I, there's a formula that's working here. Give us a call if you'd like to chat to my guest, Sir Richard Masamula, Executive Director and Co-Founder of Teach SA, and Michelle Dubé, Teach SA Ambassador. The number is 0891104207. Again, that number, 0891104207. Talking about graduates that are taking the future of education into their own hands in the same way but in a different way to what the the students of 1976 did. The Talk Shop. You're still on the Talk Shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, speaking to Richard Masamula, Executive Director and Co-Founder of Teach South Africa, and Michelle Dubé, Teach SA Ambassador. Give us a call on 891 104207 that number again 0891104207 during the break I was actually asking Richard if he's um, spoken at all to uh, basic education minister Angie Mutsaka and you said you've, you've actually interacted with her um, quite a lot yeah. are there plans to um, expand teacher say there are great plans to expand teachers. Say, yeah. uh, actually, I must indicate that we worked with the minister when she was still the MEC here in Gauteng really? before she became the national minister. But the long and short of it is, in the five years, teachers grown very strong, and we owe that to the, the Gauteng Department of Education. Hmm. We currently are working in eight provinces. That's as far as our reach. We hmm. we left with one province, which is the northwest that we still need to find ways to see how best we can help. Mm. Teachers grow leaps and bounds, and we still want to extend that growth because there's, there's energy oozing out there of young people who want to join. Our recruitment is now topping over 1,200 recruits that are on the online yeah. because the online is open up to September. And we know the issues of math and science 
are a huge challenge in this country. In yeah. fact, there are over 80 schools in the country across the provinces that are not teaching math at all, oh. which is which is something that as South Africans we have to be worried about. That's sad. That's very sad. Um, <coughs> taking calls on 0891104207. Temba is in KZN. Temba, good evening. Good evening, my sister. I would like to applaud and salute the gentleman and the lady mm. there in your studio for the wonderful job they do for South Africa. This reminds me of what um, Robert Kennedy, brother to John Kennedy, said when he was addressing students at the University of Cape Town mm. on the 6th of June in 1966. He said, I quote, few will have the greatness to bend history itself, but each of us can work and change a small portion of events and in the total of all those acts be written the history of this generation, unquote. It's so unfortunate that nowadays in our country, teachers are not given the pragmatic recognition they deserve. Mm. By pragmatic, I mean salary making the environment a fertile soil for teaching. I would love to work with them in all my former schools from primary to high school. Annually, I fund five students in terms of buying them books, uniform, and paying for them school fees, but I mm. keep a low profile. As a result, next year I'll be launching my bazaar because I deeply believe that all of us, literally all of us, we are where we are because of one individual who sacrificed. Yeah. It could be pocket money, caring, mm. or whatever. And the other thing, per year, I go to as many schools as 20 or 30, motivating them because another thing I'm doing, apart from being a journalist, a freelance journalist, I'm a motivational speaker. I would love to cooperate and work with them, expecting money. Maybe they could fund me in one way or the other with transport, but I deeply believe that if we could take care of our youth, then we'll be miles away. Tamba, thank you so much for calling. Uh, don't hang up. Um, my producer, Tolu, is going to take down your number and we'll share it with, with my guests, all right? All right. Uh, I, you know, I, I love the fact that Tamba called and then Nondu Miso sends an SMS. Listen to this. Good evening. I'd like to share my story as well. As a mining engineer, I've started an NPO called Education for All to assist underprivileged kids from around uh, mining, to, from, from around the mining town to go to university. Would love to create awareness about it. There's a real, um, I don't know if you can call it a movement, but there's, there's, there's a lot of work that's being done, even if it's in our own individual spaces. Um, yes, there is, and I like people like Tamba. We seem, I think, um, for the first, I don't know if for the first time in the 21st century, te teaching is coming back in fashion. Because yeah. I remember as I was growing up, teaching, nursing, and you know, policing and whatnot were going out of fashion. We're like, no, those are careers of our grandparents and whatnot. And that was a grave mistake because before, um, as a teacher, I teach that students before they, they study and practice law. Yeah. I teach a student before they study and practice medicine. So all the other professions depend on teaching. So yeah. this is the foundation. So we, it needs to be, it needs to be the biggest like um what can i say employment 
um, foundation in our country. We need to have a lot of teachers before we can have a lot of anything else because mm. that's where it starts. Right. And I wanted to ask you, Richard, and I thought, you know, should I ask him? But I'm, I'm too curious. I have to know. Um, in your interactions with the Minister of Basic Education, have you ever said, no, but Minister, that there that you're doing there is not going to work. This is the direction we should be taking. I think the engagement has always been <coughs> not to work against but to work with and supplement and support what government is doing. Yeah. It's their core business. Yeah. Uh, not any small organization like Teach South Africa can, can work against. So the conversation with the minister has always been what can we do? What can we add on? Mm. And, 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 and her, her agenda is very clear. Any help that can help in the space of education is the call of our government. Yeah. And that's how we have been received. That's how we have been ushered. It's, 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 it's a question of having to scale up. Yeah. Now, the, the dynamics and the challenges of scaling up are what we are dealing with. It's a tier, we are running a tier government uh, sphere wherein a lot of powers are in provinces and that's where the positions are. That's where the schools are mostly governed and run yeah. through provinces and districts. So there, there is very clear uh, strong support from the side of the minister. And if, for you, uh, Michelle, if you interact with another young person, perhaps someone who's still in varsity, and you tell them what you do, and they ask you, what's the benefit? Why would, why would you want to do that? What's the benefit? What do you, what do you say to that? Um, I I I really, I'm lost for words because the benefit is something that starts from within. Mm. If you realize, because as university students, especially in the black communities, you making it to university already is an achievement. You're already a role model in your community. So that alone, as a graduate, I will I will tell you that hi already you, they're looking up to you. You've yeah. done something that very few are doing in your community. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so much more if you were to go back to the schools in your community or various other disadvantaged communities and uplift so that there are more of you and not just one? Yeah. What, is there um, a story perhaps that you're able to share about you know, one little boy, one little girl that you that you have taught that you thought, you know, this one. Oh, I did it. I, I, I got something right with this little one. Well, with me, I recent, I'm a 2015 ambassador. Okay. But from my tutoring days, it is actually a funny story. Uh, I tutored second-year communication students at the University of Johannesburg. And I met one of my students um, during the teach training. She, so I inspired her so much with my tutoring that she decided to to give back oh, wow. through teaching. So I had actually even forgotten her. So as we're introducing each other, we're like, okay, I'm Michelle. And then she stood up and said, actually, Michelle was my tutor in varsity. Oh, and we are here together today. So oh. that was like a moment for me. Wonderful. Yeah. That is that is absolutely gorgeous. And um, for you, Richard, what have, what have been the successes? For me, the successes are having these young people in the classrooms across the country. Mm. Uh, and, and what makes it work, what makes it succeed, is to be frank and honest with them. That that's the trick with young people. 
Be honest, loyal, and frank with them. Mm. Tell them the truth. Mm. That this is what you are going to face. This is what you are going to come across. You are not going to be working in Pefeni or Mabeta in Soweto. You might find yourself in Bushbag Ridge mm. or in Libode in the Eastern Cape or in Eshawe in KZN or in Zonkizizwe in Negruleni. So these, these are different cadres that we are preparing yes. to be ready to go anywhere where young South Africans are and help in a manner of volunteering their lives, not just their time, their lives. I have young people in Postmansbeck, Northern Cape, in Carnarvon, next to where the SKA is, where no one ever thinks young people would ever want to be there. Sure. But they are there, they finish their two years, and believe me, they are staying beyond the two years. That, for me, is a success. That's an absolute success. But the results, the results from the students, obviously the proof is in the pudding. The result speaks for themselves. Yeah. Education is a difficult thing. You can do a longitudinal evaluation. You can do uh, any form of evaluation. People will tell you, we want to see results in numbers, and it's not all, only in, yeah. always in numbers. You want to come in there, Michelle? Oh, yeah, it's not always in numbers, because right now at the school where I teach in, we have... A, a number of Teach South Africa Ambassador alumni And in, in, in our school We've started something called Jams in Zonke Jams in Zonke Ziza You know those precious stones okay. So we're not only waiting Till they get to matric And we can look at the metric results We're looking at their talents We're looking at their, their singing talents We're looking at their dancing We're looking at various things We even got metric students who do editing I had to go to University for three years to learn how to edit, but we already have, you know, matric students, grade 11 no. students that are editing, uh, you know, videos. So we have a YouTube channel you called Gems in Zonke. So uh, people Gems can in? Gems in Zonke. I'm going to take a look at that. Gems in Zonke. Yeah. So those, those, those are, those are kids that are editing. Yeah, they're editing. They're taking the videos themselves. Using, you know, cell phones, we borrow them our tablets. You know, they take so all the those videos. Eight in Winnie Secondary, a school next to them, mm. who has produced his own app. He's got his own app, with no, Te, a poetry app. In grade eight. Yeah. And he's just writing that data. <laughs> My goodness. And then the the kind of support that it is is required for these teachers because. You know, as you said, you're not going to be teaching in a plush school or even a, a fairly comfortable school in Soweto. Um, you're going right into the, the outskirts. What kind of support do the, do the teachers get? Here we need corporate South Africa to step its game. Yeah. We need resources because what then happens is if you recruit young people to relocate from Cape Town to Midupi Power Station in Lepalale, you need to transport them there. Yes. You need to find them accommodation. Mm. You need to give them stipends three months ahead, even before they can earn their salary from mm. government. So all that is a huge operation. And we are appealing to corporate South Africa to advance its CSI fund to help teach South Africa ensure that the graduates we recruit look forward to teaching mm. so that they don't experience teaching like me where I taught six months without a salary, oh. depending on my father's 
little salary to help me through, even when I've graduated and, and qualified from yeah. university. Yeah. We don't want to see that. So the minute you change the position of how teaching is positioned within society, young people will join. Because they know we are looked after. We are not going to go into some corner place and starve there and, and, and not like the profession. Yeah. So, so that, that's how we succeed. And, and Michelle will tell you that where they get trained, they, they get trained in, in places that they really see that there's hope in this thing. Yeah. We, we take them to Monash University you, for, for training. We we take them to SAB uh, <laughs> training institute. I mean, those are like three star, four star training institutes. We we need the FNBs of this world to avail their places for training. Hey, we you need, just you pointed a finger right at yeah, them. <laughs> exactly. Why should we be paying a million rand to train these graduates yeah. when there are so much huge spaces for for massive training mm. that can be availed for nothing? And now, to follow up on that, contact details, so that anyone that's listening right now, you know, SAFM has some very powerful listeners. You, you, you'd be surprised. So, contact details. How do we get a hold of you? Our website is www.tsouthafrica.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my work number is 0821 <laughs> That will be for. For, for funders that would want to follow me mm-hmm. and for, for for contact details for recruitment those who want to join Teach South Africa can actually phone Moses mm-hmm. on 082-383-6709 this is the senior recruitment officer at Teach South Africa he's got a team of three uh, alumni graduates who ha- have completed their two years and have now joined South Africa to say we don't want to go to the private sector. We want to go to universities and recruit. Yeah, okay. we stay.